You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Congratulations. You finally made it to draft day. And it's time now to put our final stamp down on all the Chicago Bears different options we could see tonight and over the rest of the weekend. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On the show today, we rank the Bears' different possibilities on draft day, and we're going to put them in a few different categories here. I'm going to steal the category titles from friend of the show, Owen Reese. There is the thrilled category, picks that or moves on draft day that I think we should be thrilled about if the Chicago Bears are able to pull it off. Picks and decisions that we could be happy with. But yeah, that's fine. That works well. We're excited for this. This is a, a good selection and a nice fit for what the Bears were able to do. Then there's cautiously optimistic. I'm okay with this pick. I don't hate it. It's, it's fine. And I think this has some potential to be very good. It might not have been my first choice. It's not what I love, but... I, it's the draft, right? This, these are young, promising players, and I can I can work with this. And then the final category is the no thanks, no thanks category. I I, I understand it's a, it's a rookie player, it's a first round pick. They're supposed to be promising, but it's just not what I want to see. It's it, that's a that's a I'll pass. Thank you very much. Please choose something else. Let's start with that last category because I think it's sort of it's both equally the smallest and the largest at the same time and you'll you'll see what I mean because this this category encompasses mul- a lot of options but is really defined by a few specifics, right? The first thing that instantly came to mind for a no thanks was trading up really far for Mac Jones specifically. And we'll get into some of the other quarterback dynamics in some of the other categories here. But I would not want to see the Chicago Bears trade in the top 10 of this draft and give up a future first-round pick to draft Mac Jones from Alabama. I think Mac Jones can be a fine NFL quarterback, perhaps a fine starting caliber NFL quarterback. But I don't think he really has that like top five, top 10 NFL quarterback potential. And I don't want to trade up and give up future assets and multiple picks that are valuable to go get a quarterback that I think is limited in that way. And it's one thing if I trade up from 20 to, I don't know, what, 15, 16 or whatever, and I give up a mid-round draft pick, okay, that's a little bit easier to swallow. But any kind of major trade up for Mac Jones is a firm no thanks for me. I also would put a pretty firm no thanks on trading up very far for any non-quarterback. And I've seen some mock drafts from Bears fans trading up into the top 10 to get, you know, Kyle Pitts, the tight end, or to go get, you know, Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle from Northwestern, or Penny Sewell from Oregon, or, you know, one of the wide receivers, Jamar Chase or, or Waddle from Alabama. And again, it comes down to the assets I'm giving up to go get that type of a player. And I don't know that any of those players in the top 10 that aren't quarterbacks 
create such an important value for my team that I'm going to give up a future first round pick or, you know, significant picks this year to go up and get that non-quarterback. If it's a if it's a, a little trade, you trade it from 20 to 17 to get an offensive tackle who's falling, I'm fine with that. You know, you give up a even maybe a third round pick. I mean, it feels like a lot for a non-quarterback player, but especially if it's just a late round pick or some combination of late round picks to move up a couple of spots, I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll put that in the, the cautiously optimistic or even happy spot, depending on which player it might be. But no thanks on giving up too much to move up for any non-quarterback or any quarterback named Mac Jones. And then the last big no thank you, sir, I'll pass, would be drafting any other quarterback in the first round. That's not one of those top five guys. And if the Bears, even if they traded down a few spots and drafted Davis Mills from Stanford in the first round or Kellen Mond from Texas A&M, it doesn't really matter which of the four. I don't want to use a first round pick on any of them. I can make that argument in the second round, but it's too valuable in the first round to be able to get some sort of higher impact player at a different position without having to give up additional assets to get them. It's all about asset management and getting the biggest bang for your buck. And when you're picking at 20, you're not getting the biggest bang for your buck with a day two type quarterback that you're just desperately reaching for that doesn't really look like a first round caliber player. So again, very few scenarios, I guess, overall that really feel like I don't even want to call them disaster, but just scenarios that I'm just going to hate. You know, it's really, those are three. That's why I say it's not very many, but it also encompasses quite a few because it's it's trading up for Mac Jones, it's trading up too far for a non-quarterback, or it's drafting any other quarterback in the first round. Those are like the big three. I really don't want to see that. Anything else, I feel like I can at least be pretty cautiously optimistic for. Obviously, I don't want them to take a kicker or a punter. Like, I'm not going to go through every little minute possible detail. They're not, they're not going to draft a kicker or a punter in the first round. It's just not going to happen. But, of course, we wouldn't want to see that. But even, like, you know, reaching for an offensive lineman that might be a little bit out of their range, I, you know, I can be cautiously optimistic about that. Or, you know, taking, you know, when we'll get into some of these different cautiously optimistic scenarios, there, there's not really many besides those that I discussed where I would really feel like the Bears wasted their opportunity in the first round or wasted too many assets in the first round to get something that's just not worth those assets. There's a lot of picks that I feel like I can be cautiously optimistic about, even at a variety of positions, with that 20th overall spot. And we'll go through the options and start to slate down the difference between what I'd really be happy with and what I'd just be cautiously optimistic about next on Locked On Bears. Draft picks are big investments, and it's important to properly manage big investments. That's why I'm excited to tell you about our new friends at Wealthfront. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in just minutes. There's no manual trades, no picking individual stocks, and no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do all the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. 
That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T, wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL to start growing your savings. That's wealthfront.com slash NFL to get started today. So now that we've gotten the undesirable draft scenarios out of the way, let's move a little bit more positively to this cautious optimism range. And there's a distinction here because, well, I do not want to see the Bears trade up for Mac Jones. If they stayed at 20 and landed him there, I could be cautiously optimistic about that. And that's where I put, you know, I can put sort of multiple scenarios in different categories here that involve the same player, but it's a different type of draft scenario. So it's not as simple as ranking the prospects. It's about how they go about getting those prospects. And Mac Jones at 20 to me, you know, it's it's a young quarterback. I think there is an elevated ceiling there. It's not a top five. It's not a top 10, but it's it's perhaps more consistency at quarterback than the Bears have had in a long time. And you know, there is a reason why he's being discussed in this top five range and could still very well be the 49ers pick at three and really eliminate a lot of this. I'm just not in love with him as a quarterback prospect as, you know, this can't miss, really got to get him. I, I still th- see him as farther behind the other top four guys than, you know, right up there in that mix. So I'll put Mac Jones as cautiously optimistic. And then it's, a, it's kind of a, a round robin of some guys at different positions here. Some of them wouldn't necessarily be your favorite choice, and maybe not my favorite choice either. But like, for example, Christian Barmore from Alabama, the defensive lineman. It's not exactly what we want to see with our first-round pick, but I think he is a top-20 caliber NFL player. So like, I can be cautiously optimistic that, yeah, you know, I wanted a starting right tackle, or I wanted a cornerback of the future, or whatever, but at least I can still feel like I got a good football player. I got a football player worthy of being selected in that draft slot. And sometimes the NFL draft is all about just getting the best player available. And maybe I wouldn't see him as the best player available, but I could see him being a quality player worthwhile of a draft pick there that that I could be okay with. Or same with Trevon Morig from TCU, the safety. I think he's a good fit next to Eddie Jackson. I think he could play the slot as a rookie and you could find a role for him on this defense. And would I am I in love with him as the twentieth overall pick? You know, not quite as much. But again, good football player, and there is a long term fit there. Just like there's a long term fit with Christian Barmore. Like, sure, I, I can, I can, I can work with that. I'm, I would be cautiously optimistic about those guys, or really any of the edge rushers. Same kind of conversation. It's like you know, could he pay as he's as Ojolari, Jalen Phillips, Gregory Rousseau, whoever. Bears don't need an edge rusher right now, but those are guys that are. Potential, I mean, it's, you can start nitpicking on, on which individual one. And I wouldn't necessarily say all four, but if it's, say, it's Ojolari or Quiddy Pay, like, yeah, I'm okay with that as the 20th overall pick in the draft. I think he's a prospect worthwhile of that slot. Like, I guess the way I see it is, like, if a team that wasn't the Chicago Bears drafted this player at 20th overall, would I say, oh, that's a bad pick? Or would I be like, oh, yeah, that could be a good fit for them, you know, if you make the fit. Correct. So that's where I come off with like Morrigan Barmore and the edge rushers. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. And I would also throw Elijah Vera Tucker from USC here. Some people have him as a, a higher graded offensive lineman, and I understand that. I just, I'm not confident in his ability to hold up as an NFL offensive tackle. And so he's probably going to end up playing guard. I would even still try him at tackle, but there's always some projection involved with how a guy will handle that move in the NFL. And I know he's played some guard in college, but starting him to learn tackle and then making that move inside the guard, we sort of assume that, oh yeah, 
They can just do that automatically. Any player can do that automatically, and it's not always that simple. So there's some projection there, and I just I don't love the value of taking a guard 20th overall. I'm just not as in love with that option, but I, I could still be okay with it, still feel like they're getting a quality offensive lineman, just not how I would perhaps best utilize that 20th overall pick. And then where I might get a little bit controversial here, that I keep out of my happy tier and down in my cautiously optimistic tier, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, the offensive tackle. And I'm also going to put Greg Newsom from Northwestern here. And these guys are both teetering on the line of like happy versus cautiously optimistic. And I ended up throwing them down here because I think there's a separation for me between them and some of the other guys that I have in the happy category. I think Tevin Jenkins is a fine offensive tackle prospect and he'll be a starting right tackle week one for whatever team drafts him and they'll be happy with him and that's great I just want a little bit something more and a little bit something better with the 20th overall pick if you trade down and get Tevin Jenkins or Greg Newsom I'd be pretty happy with that to be able to add another draft asset and get that starting caliber player in the first round sure I, I'd be I'd be happy with that that would be enough to bump them up in that other category but you know Newsom same kind of thing a lot to like about him at Northwestern, and he'd be a great fit as sort of that long-term replacement for Kyle Fuller. But, you know, if I'm drafting 20 specifically, and it's all about that ROI and getting great value for where you're picking, I'd like a little something extra at cornerback, but I can be okay with getting Newsom or Tevin Jenkins at 20. So as we start to narrow down the prospects a little bit, you can get a sense of like, who we've talked about so far and who we haven't, that would assume then people we haven't talked about are are slowly getting bumped up and up to these higher tiers because that's about where I round out the cautiously optimistic group. You know, uh, some of the out-of-left-field names that I haven't mentioned, I guess I'd put in the no-thanks category, like drafting a running back or a tight end or an off-ball linebacker or something like that. You know, they're sort of in the the no-thanks, but I'm trying to keep it to the more, like, realistic, actually discussed potential-type options that seem within the range of possibilities. And maybe as we get higher up, we'll include some wider possibilities as well. But we'll really start to nail down on like, this is kind of what we're shooting for on draft day, what we could really be happy about next on Locked On Bears. Today is literally the last day you can get your draft prop bets in on betonline.ag. And I'll tell you what, personally, I've got a number of them in there. I've got odds on who will be the first defensive player picked in this draft, bets on which quarterback will be drafted third overall, as well as some over-unders for Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Mac Jones, Travis Etienne, and Trey Lance. I am all in on betting this draft at betonline.ag. Join in on the fun. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code Locked on to receive your free 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The draft is a great time for every team to add new parts to their roster. And if you're in the market for some new parts for your vehicle, then you need to check out our friends at rockauto.com. They're a family business that have been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. I love just how deep their catalog is. They've got parts that I don't fully understand, like fuel pump assemblies and engine control modules, but also the simple stuff like a tail lamp or motor oil or even new carpet. And unlike some of the other parts stores, 
RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody. They don't have different price tiers for the professional mechanics and the do-it-yourselfers. So don't pay up to twice as much somewhere else for the same parts. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see everything they have available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Now we're getting to the good stuff on draft day. The picks that can leave us feeling pretty good when the night is all said and done and go into day two of the draft thinking, all right, check that box. First round, we did it. We got something we really like. We got something we can feel good about, and now we can go into the second round and keep working and add to this draft class. And for me, it starts with a few potential trade possibilities. And first of all, I would be happy with trading down. Trading down and taking some of the cautiously optimistic guys, but you know, trading down late first round. You don't want to go too far into the second round and miss out on getting some kind of real difference maker at some position. I mean, eventually you start getting to the second round, and it's a lot of guys that are all pretty good, but you're not necessarily getting something special. So I think you can trade down and still land someone you can feel pretty good about and then also pick up you know, what, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, depending on how far you're going to move down, maybe a little bit more. And that's it's not a bad strategy to go. We talked a couple weeks ago on the podcast about just how important it is to accumulate draft picks and how each one is kind of a lottery ticket or a swing for the fences, and each one is a chance to find a stud player. And the more chances you have, generally speaking, the better you are. So I would be very happy with the trade down. I would be happy trading up for Trey Lance, and I'm specifying... Trey Lance in this happy category for a reason, because we'll get to the thrilled idea of maybe trading up for a different quarterback, but I would be happy trading up for Trey Lance. I wouldn't be as thrilled for Trey Lance as I would be for, I'll just say it, Justin Fields. I would be thrilled trading up for Justin Fields. I would be happy trading up for Trey Lance. I think Justin Fields is the perfect fit for Matt Nagy's offense in this draft class. And I think Trey Lance can be really exciting and has some pretty rare skills. It just requires a little bit more refinement, and there's a little bit more risk in that pick. And I still think sometimes you have to be risky and make moves to try and get an elite quarterback, and that's sort of the price you pay to do so. And so I would be happy with making that move for Trey Lance, but I would be thrilled trading up for Justin Fields. That's kind of where I have my distinction here between happy and thrilled. So I would also be happy on the offensive line. Christian Derisoff from Virginia Tech. I, I like him a nudge better than Tevin Jenkins, who we talked about as cautiously optimistic. Derisaw, you know, kind of swiped my hands together, like cleaned up, like, yep, we did it. We're good to go. And, you know, I would still put Rashawn Slater from Northwestern in this happy category. He's, he's, I think he's a better offensive lineman than Derisaw. I mean, I put him another step above, but I don't know, am I thrilled to land Rashawn Slater? I, this one I was on the tier of, like, on the fence of, Thrilled versus happy. I'd be happy with Derisaw. I would be happy with Slater. I would be more happy with Slater than I would be for Derisaw, but I don't know that I'm fist pumping in my living room saying, yes, we got Rashawn Slater. You know, it's like saying, all right, yeah, great. You know, great, great job. I'm, I'm happy with that. Same kind of thing at cornerback, right? I'd be happy with Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. I know there's some injury concerns, and that could cause him to fall pretty far in this draft. I'm Without being a doctor and without having some of those medical information, like, I can only base off what I've seen on tape, and I think he would be a great cornerback, and I think he's going to be a great cornerback in the NFL. I'd be happy to have him at 20. I'd also be really happy to have J.C. Horn from South Carolina. I think J.C. Horn is probably 
a safer pick at cornerback, and he's a little bit more dynamic from an athletic standpoint. I mean, they're both they're both pretty rare athletes, but you know, there's a little bit more to like about J.C. Horn than Caleb Farley. So again, kind of like Slater and Derisaw, I wouldn't be thrilled with J.C. Horn, but I'd be happy. I'd be a little bit more happy with Horn than Farley, even if we're putting them side by side. But with both of them at cornerback, I would be happy. And I would also be happy with Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver from Minnesota. And he was maybe closer to the border with cautiously optimistic, but the more I think about it, the more I just feel so sure about him as kind of a can't-miss wide receiver prospect, that I know what I'm getting, I know it's going to translate, I know he's going to be a good fit, I know it would help this Bears offense, and I know that's good value at the 20th overall pick. So I can be happy with Rashad Bateman, even more so than just cautiously optimistic. I would be happy with that wide receiver in particular. But I would be thrilled if Alabama wide receiver Devonta Smith falls all the way to 20 because of concerns over his limited height and weight. I mean, that's the type of receiver draft pick that, like, that's a thriller. Like, Bateman is a, a solid, nice one. Like, yeah, good pick. That works. But Devonta Smith from Alabama, I'm thrilled. Or Patrick Sertain from Alabama, too. I guess it's the two Alabama guys. He's enough better than J.C. Horn or Caleb Farley in my mind that if somehow he fell to 20. You know, there's rumors that some teams might like Horn better than Sertain. I still don't think... Sertain is going to make it all the way down to 20. But if he were there, boy, I would be thrilled to land him there at 20. And then, of course, trading up for Justin Fields. Those are kind of the big three that are realistic enough that I could be thrilled with. Like, I don't think Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddell or Kyle Pitts or even Penny Suo from Oregon, I, I don't think they're realistic enough to include in any of these categories. I could probably be thrilled with any of them, but I just... It's not worth diving into too much detail here as far as ranking them, but I would be thrilled trading up for fields or staying at 20 and landing Devonta Smith or Patrick Sertain. I would be happy trading up for Trey Lance or trading down or staying at 20 and getting either Slater or Derisaw for the offensive line, Horn or Farley at cornerback, or at wide receiver Rashad Bateman, I would be happy with too. I'd be a little bit more cautiously optimistic staying at 20 and taking Greg Newsom, Tevin Jenkins, Elijah Vera Tucker, Trevon Morig, Christian Barmore, Mac Jones, or, or really any of the top edge rushers there. They're all sort of interchangeable to some extent with different pluses and minuses, mainly Quiddy Pay and Aziz Ojolari, but you could, you could sell me on Jalen Phillips and maybe Gregory Rousseau as well. And then no thanks. Trading up for Mac Jones, staying at 20 and taking any quarterback outside of those top five guys, or trading up into the top 10 and giving up a lot to draft some other non-quarterback. Those would be the non-starters for me. So that that's sort of how I'm approaching draft day for the Chicago Bears. I'm okay with taking a quarterback in the second round. I'm okay with taking a quarterback in the third round. I'm willing to sort of, I don't know that Ryan Pace deserves the benefit of the doubt, but I'm, I'm willing to give any NFL evaluator the benefit of the doubt on some of those quarterbacks when it comes to having more information than we do. I don't necessarily see it as like a long-term option and you know, the super high ceiling necessarily, but it's worth taking chances at quarterbacks. And we've talked about that in recent podcasts as well. If you want to get ready for a draft day, make sure you go back and listen to, you know, we talked to Mark Schofield about quarterbacks. We went in depth on Kyle Trask. We went in depth on Kellen Mond. We went in depth on, on quite a few of these different prospects. We went in depth on quite a few of the different quarterbacks. And we really went through 
a lot of the different options for the Bears, mainly here in the first round and dipped into some of those second and third round opportunities as well. So go back and listen and make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Bears podcast to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Don't forget, we will be covering the NFL Draft tonight live on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. It's part of our partnership with the Draft Network to cover it live. They have guys out there in person, and then we will be coming in virtually, us, the the local experts here for each team, breaking down the draft picks, plus the national experts from the Draft Network. So make sure you also subscribe to that Locked On NFL YouTube page to catch our live three-day coverage of the draft starting tonight and running all weekend long. On tomorrow's podcast, we'll break down whoever the Bears pick in the first round or whatever move they end up making there. We'll get all the different instant analysis and reaction that we can. And then we'll look ahead to day two and day three and see how that first round pick will affect what they're picking from and the remainder of the draft, best players available, all that good stuff. It is a really fun time to be an NFL fan. The NFL draft is one of the best times of the year. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're feeling ready for it. And I hope draft weekend helps you bear down.